This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this episode, wait, I'm supposed to do my eye makeup before my face makeup? It's time to find out, how did I apply makeup this far? All right, hello all you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode. Get your mascara wands and setting sprays ready because we are talking about makeup. My guest is the gorgeous Hannah Blackwell. She is a social media manager as well as a talented makeup artist and a former Sephora beauty advisor. She is also a former Sephora collection ambassador at the University of Tennessee. I first saw Hannah when she was in a Cosmopolitan article that called her stunning and possibly the cutest human ever. And when I saw that undeniably fierce red hair and flawless makeup look, I knew that she was possibly the cutest human ever to talk about basic makeup advice. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? I'm good. I remember when I met you. I don't know if you actually remember this story, but... I remember bits and pieces. You do? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We were in Vegas at a nightclub, so it's fair if you only remember some pieces Mm -hmm. of it. Um, But I'm such a big, big brother fan. and. I somehow was able to weasel my way into this Big Brother um, reality event. And as much as I was excited to see people from Big Brother and I geek out about it, my friend Katie that I went with told me, you need to remain calm, like don't freak out, like just enjoy it. But as soon as (laughs) I saw like one of the duffel bags, like if you watch Big Brother, you know that the duffel bags that people pack up their stuff in. I saw one in real life for the first time that weekend and I was like, oh my God. So I was not doing well. And then we got to the nightclub and I saw your red hair and I went to Katie. I was like, oh my God, she's here. Like I have to act calm because of everyone in the show. You were the one I was most excited to meet and you weren't even on it. Your your boyfriend was. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and then Katie was like, no, like you really wanted to meet her. Like go meet her. I'm like, no, you told me to act cool. She's like, she pushes me. And then I go up to you and I go, hi, I love you. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember bits and pieces of this. So like you said, we were in Vegas. Keep in mind, I had been 21 for maybe four months. So I was living my best (laughs) life at this event. Um, But I do remember you and Katie both coming up to me and talking to me. And it put me so much more at ease too, because I was nervous. I mean, like this is not, Ovi and I are from Tennessee. Ovi was on this most previous season of Big Brother. And I've never been to Vegas. And I've been to nightclub the the extent of my nightclub activity is like the ones near our campus at UT so I was yeah yeah so I was like a little bit nervous and you guys were so fun and so nice to talk to (laughs) and I was so glad that just to be like Obi was with all of his friends from Big Brother and everything and like they were great but it was nice to meet some more like girls at the bar (laughs) right (laughs) classic normal girl I guess I appreciated it (laughs) yeah and well I appreciated your response because you could have thought I was crazy which I was but uh instead you were like oh you're so sweet and we started chatting and and then that kind of plays into why I reached out to you you know there's obviously so many different people that can talk on makeup Mm -hmm. and have experience but I wanted to find someone that also I just I really like them and think that they're they're beautiful on the inside as well and i felt that way about you when I met you. So that's why I was very excited to have you as my guest. Oh, thank you. Yes. And like you said, there's probably lots of people that are even more qualified than I am, but I know the basics and it took a long time to master them, So, but I've got them mastered. <laughs> I mean, you definitely do. Your pictures are insane. If you guys can look at her Instagram, I mean... <laughs> 
I'm confused at someone at how someone can look like that. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears and stop complimenting you. Uh, Let's go into where did you learn how to do makeup? So I started wearing makeup when I was probably in like the sixth grade and I would paint on, there was this CoverGirl foundation and I remember it was called like clean something or something like that. It was supposed to be good for acne and I had like so much acne and I would just paint on this foundation and it was probably like 15 shades too dark for me. And then I would paint on also blue eyeshadow. And then I like wouldn't wear mascara and I wouldn't wear anything on my lips. And so I looked like Mrs. Potato Head. Like I did not look cute at all. Um, And it really was, it was trial and error. Even throughout my high school years, it was not great. I definitely had the, there was, there was a phase when people got into like the Anastasia dip brow, which is like a brow pomade. And my eyebrows probably came to like this very middle point in my nose. Like they met up there. So it took a long time. YouTube was a big resource for me. Um, but also Mm -hmm. just like trial and error. I think you can watch a million videos, but it's more like learning the shape of your own face. Um, that makes such a big difference because all these people that you watch on YouTube, they're going to look completely different than you. So things that work for them, it may not work for you at all. And then working at Sephora actually helped me improve my skills a lot and just like overall product knowledge. Um, When I started working at Sephora, I was really big on just like using products that all my girlfriends liked and things like that. And then once I got to Sephora, I really realized that there were a ton of products that were more suited for different skin types and different things like that. And just because something worked for like a model that I aspired to be did not mean that it was going to work for me. And so I think that was like a big thing is realizing product knowledge and like learning what works for your skin type and like your skin complexion and everything was huge for me. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, parts to what you're saying that we're definitely Mm -hmm. going to dive into. Yeah. Um, but one of the first things that you mentioned was about how you said that you didn't have the best skin uh, when you were first starting out and that you were just like caking it on. I did the same thing. I remember mm-hmm. vividly my first pimple in fourth grade, never forget it, had bad skin for several years after that. And all I knew was to just put foundation on my face. It didn't cover it. It made me more frustrated. I didn't know what that was even doing to my skin, if it was making it worse. Uh, have you learned anything mm-hmm. more about, you know, what to do with makeup as far as acne goes? Um, one thing I would say with like more acneic skin is like, is that a word? Acneic? Yeah, acneic. I think that's what it. I think that's what they call it. I learned a new word. This isn't even the plan. But I like it. <laughs> so with more like acneic skin, you want to like keep in mind what ingredients in there and that's probably what was really hurting me was you know especially back in the day drugstore makeup they did not care what they were putting in any of those products and luckily with like kind of this like clean beauty movement that has happened in the last couple of years drugstore and like department store like brands have had to become more cognizant of like what they put in because people are paying attention but I really think that that was one of the things that just like really did me in as like a middle school and high schooler was I was just painting on this makeup which like isn't a problem but it is when it's these like poor filling and like poor clogging ingredients that you have no idea what's even in there and so that's been a big thing for me is just like researching the bare minimum and making sure that really like 
commonly known products that are ingredients that are really like bad for your skin aren't in there. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that is kind of what comes with cheaper products. And that's one thing I had to learn was that if I would just take the time and like invest in one really good product instead of spending 10 or so dollars here and there on like five different foundations, it would work so much better for me. And that's like one of the biggest things that I learned with like controlling acne with makeup. Okay. So would you say foundation is the item that you would make sure you splurge on? Yes, honestly, I would. Um, Like I said, it's gotten a little bit better. Some drugstore brands have gotten a little bit better than others. But still, when you get to like that higher end level, you're getting a lot better ingredients. Um, You're getting more like kind of that merge with skincare and makeup. And I've noticed a really big difference between that and like when I'll use and I, I still have drugstore foundations that I that I like. But I'll notice a difference between in the next morning between like when I wear the drugstore one and when I wear the higher end one with like more quality ingredients. Yeah, fair enough. I, I've definitely tried both. I don't know much about skin texture and what exactly makeup's doing or even if maybe it, the reason my skin looks a certain way is because of how I washed it, which is definitely something we'll touch on. <laughs> but uh, I, I've decided to just invest when it comes to the foundation because I just remember how annoyed I was with what my skin looked like when I was younger. And mm-hmm. if I can just spend a little more on my foundation, then that cuts out at least one of the potential problems. Yeah, yeah. And I think in the long run, it works out so much better, too, because especially with some of the cheaper ones, you go through them quicker, too, because you're using so much of it to try to make right. it work that you're ending up spending like almost the same amount as you would have if you just bought the one that you didn't have to use as much product in the first place. Mm, that's true. Okay, we're going to play a little game before we continue with these makeup questions. Okay, let's do it. Yes, this is going to be called This or That. So I'm going to give you two options for a category, and you're going to choose one or the other, and you can't, unless it's absolutely necessary, say both. Okay. You have to choose one or the other. Okay, oh All right, God. first one. What comes first, face makeup or eye makeup? Um, Eye makeup. Eye makeup. Okay, is that typically the best way to apply makeup, or does it depend on if you're doing a crazy eye? I think it depends a little bit. Um, I do kind of like a merge of both techniques. I like will put my foundation on, but I won't put concealer or any other like complexion product on, like especially anything that goes under your eyes. I think that's the main thing because I like to let my foundation settle so that I don't have to use as much powder or anything, but I will not put concealer or blush or anything that goes in that under eye area until after I'm done with the eye makeup because then if any there is any fallout, it's going to be in that under eye like area there and you can just get a makeup wipe and you can just wipe it off and then put your concealer. So that's kind of the order that I normally go. But I think that it's just a safer bet just to do your eyes first in general. Okay. I remember learning when I was younger to do eye makeup first because if there's mm-hmm. fallout, then, you know, there's nothing that you have to worry about. But See, that's so weird because I learned the exact opposite. Like, I feel like I learned everything the opposite way with, like, people putting their concealer on underneath and then putting their foundation on. Like, that's what my mom always did. And then it like completely switched and people started doing it the opposite way. I'm from New Jersey and there was this reality show called Jersey Licious, which I was obsessed with growing up. (laughs) I got to be an extra in a scene for it. And the main person in the show Mm -hmm. was doing my makeup Mm -hmm. and uh, she did my makeup and they ended up finishing the, the scene earlier than expected. And so I was dismissed 
And I looked in the mirror and she only did like half of my eye makeup. And I just looked like a raccoon. I was like, thanks so much. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool that you got to do that, though. I, I feel like I remember hearing about that show. Like, really? Yeah. I don't know what network it was on, but I feel like I remember that. That's so cool that you got to be an extra on that. But yeah, yeah. I was like a big fan. I guess Big Brother has replaced that for sure. But (laughs) I was definitely a big fan of that show when it was on. Uh, Okay, next one. Okay. For applying foundation, makeup sponge or makeup brush? Oh my God, this is getting really hard to not say both. Um, (laughs) Makeup sponge. If I have to pick one makeup sponge. Okay. Are you open to any of those makeup sponges or is Beauty Blender like hands down the one to use? I honestly really like the orange um, Real Techniques ones. They sell them at like Walmart or Target or Ulta. And I think they're like, they might be like seven or eight dollars ten dollars something like that they're at least half the price of a beauty blender and I like the um shape of it because it has so beauty blender is like the shape of an egg and the real technique sponges um are like a shape of an egg in a bottom but at the top they have kind of like a flat slanted base and I feel like that part is really easy to just quickly cover like a lot more of your face and get it done quicker and I just like want to be done quick Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, th- I wish I understood that um, that method because I only use a bl- beauty blender because the sponginess, it's so much more like absorbent and mm-hmm. softer and it feels easier to use because when I use those other sponges, they're so much denser and I don't feel like it's doing anything but just moving it around. Yeah. Do you wet your be- like your beauty sponge? Um, I'm supposed to. And that is my answer. That is probably <laughs> the problem. <laughs> okay. That would help a lot. I'll try again. Okay. Damn. All right. Good Good point. <laughs> All right. The next one. Uh, what comes first, concealer or foundation? Okay. We covered this a little bit. I would say Let's that try. foundation comes first and then concealer. And the reason for that being... Um, now I feel like the trend really is to kind of like highlight your under eye area a little bit. And I think that that is really flattering as long as it's not like too bright. Um, but that's a lot easier to do when you do your foundation first and then do your lighter kind of concealer color under your, your eyes. I guess uh, a better direction with this question, because I think we all have heard that you do mm-hmm. foundation and then the <clears throat> concealer is if you have acne or red redness or something there's at least when I was younger I would try to do that first or maybe put foundation there for something to just add more on Uh and then I know there's like the color correcting so what would be a better way to cover your acne I guess do you like those color correcting tools um so I really don't use color correcting tools on myself very often I think it just depends on the type of acne it is if it's just like the kind of little bumps like that's what I tend to get sometimes is just like those little ones that's more of just texture um what I normally would say with that is do your foundation like normal because you don't want your entire face to have that extra coverage like you want your entire face Mm -hmm. to look like it normally does and I would go in with a concealer that's not lighter like you put under your eyes you're going to want to get a concealer that's basically the same color as your foundation so it's the same shade it's just a little bit of a thicker or like more potent consistency and you want to put that on like directly on the bump and just stifle which means like just kind of pat it out 
you don't want to move it around with a brush or anything. You just want to like pat it in. And I found that that's like the easiest thing to do um, as opposed to using your lighter like under eye concealer color because that's just going to like highlight any of those acne spots. Does that make sense? Okay. No, I think that's a perfect solution for what to do when you have a blemish. I like that. Okay. We have another one. At the beach or the pool, no makeup or some makeup? This is hard. Okay. I would say no makeup um, if I have my eyebrows microbladed because <laughs> I am naturally blonde and my hair is very... No way. Yeah. Is there any proof of this? Yes. I can send you a picture. Um, I have many, many pictures. Um, I'm very, very naturally blonde. And so my eyebrows and my eyelashes are non-existent. Um, and so if I have like dyed them or I've gotten them microbladed, which is something that I want to do soon, then I would say no makeup. But if not, I have to fill in my eyebrows because I just look like an egg <laughs> without it. <laughs> That's so, and it's so weird though, because growing up eyebrows was not even a topic of conversation with Oh makeup. no, I never even did anything with them ever. Like mm -hmm. until I was at least like a sophomore in high school, I never, I would do like a full eye look with just these blonde, clear looking, just crazy <laughs> eyebrows. Um, but yeah, no, with, with going to the beach or the pool, I mean, that's a really good time. As long as you're wearing sunscreen for your skin to just like get some sun and that can be really good too, for just like overall, like skin health and everything. As long as you're wearing SPF, um, I just like to let my face get a little bit of sun. Sometimes I think it's really good for your skin. And if you're going to be laying out and sweating, you do not need makeup on. Uh, same thing with the gym. Just don't, just don't wear it. Nobody, yeah. nobody's judging you. You're at the gym and you're at the beach. You also, you can facetune makeup on yourself if you're taking pictures. So like, what is the point? Very, very true. <laughs> if, if you're feeling a little like self-conscious though about your skin or something, yeah. are there any products that are decent to wear if you're, you know, exercising or at the beach? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. If you are feeling, especially if you're having like a bad skin week or something like that, um, there is a brand, I believe it's called Super Goop. I think that's what it's called. They, they specialize in like SPFs and things like that. So if you're going to the beach or the pool, that brand would be a good thing to look into. They have like SPF um, like powders that have like kind of a tint to them that you can put on your face that will protect your skin from the sun, but also like give you a little bit of coverage. And then they also have kind of like a tinted moisturizer kind of consistency so that it's not as thick as a foundation, but it might will still even out your skin tone, but it's also giving you that protection from the sun. So I would say things like that would be good to use when you're going to like the beach or the pool um, and then when you're, if you're going to go to the gym, maybe just something light, like a tinted moisturizer or something like that, that's not going to be super heavy on your, on your face. Perfect. I think tinted moisturizer for the win. If mm -hmm. you really, really want makeup yep. on. Perfect. Okay. Last one for the game for removing makeup, wipes or cleansers? Cleanser. A hundred percent. Um, would you recommend both? I know I, I wasn't allowing that as an option, but I'm <laughs> sure you want people to use more than just one item for their skin. So would you normally say both? Yeah. So I normally recommend people doing, um, like a double cleanse. And so what that means is like, if you just go straight in with a normal, like everyday cleanser with a full face of makeup on, you're not going to get 
like you're not going to penetrate past that makeup as much. You're more so just getting off that top layer as opposed to like cleaning your pores. Um, so normally what I would recommend is going in with like an oil, um, cleanser or something like that, that will just completely remove the makeup. And then after that, going in with your regular cleanser or exfoliant or something like that to actually clean your face. Um, and you can use wipes as that like first cleanse, um, as opposed to like an oil cleanser if you need to, or if you're like on the go, but sometimes they can be a little bit rough on your skin. So some people don't like them or anything. So if you, if you have sensitive skin, sometimes an oil like cleanser can be a little bit better for that. Okay. Is that what you would say is the the formula for making sure that your skin is clean after you've worn makeup all day? Yeah, I would definitely say so. And like a micellar water is good for that too. Like if you're looking for um, something that's not like an oil cleanser and you don't want to use makeup wipes either, micellar water is really good for just taking off that first layer. But really the key is just making sure that after you take off that first layer, you're still cleansing your skin afterwards because your skin still most of the time will still have stuff left over there that gets into your pores and everything. And that's, what's going to help too with your makeup looking good the next day is that you don't already have all of that leftover kind of grime on your face. Another question related to, I guess, kind of your taking care of your skin is mm -hmm. how long you use a makeup product. Um, I know, I don't even know if, the, if I knew this when I first started using makeup, but I did learn that there is an expiration, obviously, on makeup that you can see. There's usually that little symbol with, like, maybe, like, mm -hmm. a 12M for, like, 12 months after you open it, things like that. Um, is that – obviously, I, I'm sure you're supposed to follow that, but is that typically the way that you should replace it, or is there a better timeline of when to get rid of your makeup? So this question – I actually didn't even know that this was a thing either until I started working at Sephora. I didn't realize that things, I mean, obviously like eye products, I wear contacts. So I'm always really like cognizant of like what I'm putting around my eyes, but I probably use foundations for years and I, I don't think you're supposed to do that <laughs> at all. Um, but I, I think probably just following those um, like guidelines that's on the packaging is a pretty good bet. I think that you can make foundations and powders and stuff like that last longer if you want to, as long as they've been like stored in a room temperature kind of situation and they haven't been like, they've been well, as long as they've been well taken care of, I don't think that it's a problem. Don't quote me on that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, definitely, I mean, ultimately follow the directions on the packaging, but if we're just like, I definitely honest. have foundations that I've gone back and used after the like 12 month mark though. And I haven't seen a big problem with them and you can look and see too especially with like glass bottles like as long as it looks normal in there I'm gonna use it <laughs> until it's gone yeah same here but eye products no <laughs> like anything <laughs> like that I think that those are a lot more like dangerous it's and lip products too honestly because I don't think people realize how much like lipstick you I ingest on accident um mm -hmm. just like with using it all day and like speaking you're like taking in like part of that product um so lipstick and eye products I would follow the like guidelines that people set <laughs> uh so bringing back the lipstick uh and you mentioning like you know it sometimes gets in your mouth um oftentimes it'll end up on your teeth or it end up mm -hmm. on a glass that you've drank or if you're if you have a partner uh -huh. end up on their face mm -hmm. um so do you have tricks for getting it to stay where you put it um so a good trick is like using more of liquid like matte lipsticks those especially if you're gonna be like 
doing anything with your partner or anything, those are going to be the best ones to not transfer at all because they do dry down. Um, but with any other situation, just not wanting it to get on your teeth or anything like that, even if you're using more of like a creamy lipstick or a gloss, I always, before I leave my house, after I put on my lipstick or a gloss or anything like that, I'll get a tissue and I like go in and wipe the like top of my teeth off and get Mm -hmm. that kind of like inside layer of my lipstick and wipe it off because you can't really see it when your lips are at like a pout. But that's the mm-hmm. part that like gets on your teeth when you speak. And that makes a huge difference. I wish I could go back and tell high school me that because I can't tell you how many pictures I have with lipstick on my teeth at important events. Have you ever heard of the trick where you like you put your index finger like in your mouth and just like suck yeah. your, th- your finger like yeah. out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of similar to that, honestly, because it's the same thing. Like when you do that, you're getting that very inside layer I just like to go in extra with like a wash rag or something like that and just really get in there so that it's like yeah. bulletproof. You're not getting it on anything. Okay, uh, going back to some more generic questions with makeup, what would you say is your absolute favorite must-have makeup product or like top three if you can? Okay, so if I only had three that I could leave a house with, I would do a brow product, so like a brow pencil, mascara, and a lip color. Because I feel like those are like the three things that really frame your face. Um, This probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't need this if you're somebody that's like got more dark hair and like darker brows and lashes. But with mine being so fair, that really helps shape your face. And I feel like when you have like just something on those kind of three bases, you still, you still look put together. So normally, even when I would go to class and stuff, I always filled in my brows. I always put on a little bit of mascara and I always put something on my lips because I feel like that is something that just can make you look just a little bit more put together. You put a little bit more time in it and you can always do that in under like five minutes. I learned that mascara is a huge game changer Uh on your face. It just wakes you up. I tried to cut it and it needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just makes you look like you are awake and you're alert. Um, cause if not my, it just completely changes the shape of your eyes for me. Yeah. So obviously these are all different products that you would go typically to either mm-hmm. a drugstore or, um, a makeup store. Are there any hacks for when you go into a makeup store? Like I know whenever I go to Sephora, even if I didn't want a sample, if you just ask for one, you're mm-hmm. good for a little bit. So do you have any other like tricks like that? Yeah. So anytime you go to Sephora, you can get three samples anytime you go in there. And I would always say that like getting um, samples of foundation is a really good thing to do before you buy a foundation. Because unfortunately, like just from what I've learned with working there, if you return a foundation, I mean, there's nothing they can do with it. Like even if you just swatch it on your arm, like there's nothing they can do with it. Nobody gets to keep it. Like they throw it away. And I wish it wasn't like that. But so that's like one good thing I would say just also to like reduce waste too and like save yourself money um it's definitely just a sample foundation but another little trick is that you can get samples of perfume and I don't know if people know that but they're like little travel size things of perfume and so you can go in there and you can get up to three and it should I mean that would last you weeks those are great because when you're traveling you can't bring a whole perfume bottle those are awesome Mm -hmm. yeah No, and that's what I would do a lot of times, like, 
even when we, when we went to our Vegas trip, like I had my big bottle of perfume. I didn't want to take it. And I also didn't want to buy like a travel size thing of it because those are still expensive. And I had a huge bottle of it. So you can go in there and get one, like a travel sized, like little sample of that for free. And then you can just spray your own perfume in there too. Little hack. That's a good point too. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the biggest things you can do just to like test things out and everything to save money. What makeup do you think are the best products for photos? If you can. Um, so if you don't have too many problems with oil or things like that, I think that more cream products can look more flattering in pictures. A lot of times when you do a lot of powder, it can give that like flashback look. I mean, we've all seen the the infamous picture of James Charles with his, his complete white cast face. If you haven't, you need to go look at it because that is what can happen whenever you use too much powder. Um, but I think that a lot of times it can just look more flattering to use more of like cream products. And when I say that, I mean, like if you can use a, a cream blush consistency or a cream bronzer, it can just look more flattering in pictures. Um, and I think that a good rule of thumb is like the least amount of powder you can use normally the better. That's so interesting. I, I always thought it was the opposite. Uh, I guess when I think of powder, I think of, you know, I I'm thinking of like loose powder, like translucent Uh powder, and that might be a different thing. You're probably talking about like powder foundation. Yeah. Um, but for me, I have more oily skin. Mm -hmm. So when I think of powder, I think it's getting rid of the shine, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you're saying the opposite. Yeah. Well, I, I still am like a proponent of translucent powder. I still use translucent powder every day, but I don't think that the trend of people putting their like beauty sponge in their powder and just like baking it all over their face normally is not very flattering in photos. It looks really good in the like crazy bright youtuber lights and that's like what looks really good on videos but when you're taking photos on just like an iphone or something like that a lot of times especially if you're using a flash it can just look very powdery in pictures and i think that a good rule of thumb just from like makeup artists that i've worked with is that normally people look more flattering with less powder and even with people with oil like you can go in with i would go in the brush like a loose brush and just kind of like a feathery kind of consistency like that and just kind of barely put it all over your face and that should be enough to control the oil throughout the day but not give you that like completely powdered down old lady Mm -hmm. look okay that's great and I wish I knew this a long time ago because I've taken many photos since thinking powder was the solution and my face still has the shine like right above my cheeks and right between my brows and like right on the front of my nose Mm -hmm. it would always have this bright shine and I just was like I guess it's just natural it's my skin but it's might be because this powder is not doing it yeah when a lot of times too people that had really have really oily skin I had really oily skin in high school and now that I'm to the point I'm 22 but my skin has gotten more dry recently and that's another thing too is if you have dry skin powders are normally not your friend at all like you should especially keep away from those Um, but you want like a little bit of that natural oil to come through because it makes your skin not look so makeup-y. Um, so I would Mm -hmm. just embrace it, honestly. And if you use a lot of mattifying products, sometimes your skin will like overcompensate and like those oils will start like overproducing. Like if you're using a matting, like mattifying moisturizer and then a mattifying foundation, your skin will respond to that. 
And so I found that like normally if you just kind of go with like a more natural finish kind of thing, it normally works better. That's all really, really helpful advice about just generic makeup and what to how to take your makeup off, when and where you should be wearing makeup. Uh, so for anyone who has more questions for you before we do another follow-up episode in the future, um, or if maybe they want to see if they can make you do their makeup for them, uh, <laughs> what are ways that people can get in touch with you? People can follow me on pretty much any platform. My at name is at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H underscore H-C-B. Um, that's my um, at name for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I just got a TikTok. So <laughs> TikTok is magical. If you need more makeup advice too, TikTok or any advice, I love TikTok. There's some quality stuff on there. Oh, it's great. But I'm like out here trying to compete with these 15 year olds and they have a lock on this app, but we'll see how that goes. That'll be another episode you should do is how millennials can figure out TikTok. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Trust me. I have so many millennial based mm -hmm. topics to still cover, like how to take a selfie. <laughs> I already did one on how to start a podcast. So that uh, that's a little dive into the stuff that millennials are into. I love that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for inviting me on here. It was really fun talking to you. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I knew it was going to be a great time talking to you. You're always so lovely and so charming. So thank you for being a part of it. Um, and that's it for this episode. And I want everyone to know you're beautiful with or without makeup. But if you're going to use it, knowing how to put it on doesn't hurt. But we will catch everybody next time. Is there another basic aspect of life that you cannot grasp? Send your topics to howdidigetthisfar at gmail.com and tag at howdidigetthisfarpod on Instagram with any helpful hacks. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.